Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Good, good to hear y'all and see y'all. I know, y'all Always. too. <laughs> so how how's your inner peace doing after our uh, pump-up session last week? <laughs> Daily struggle. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Daily, daily intention. Yeah. There, there you go. Daily What's practice. Yeah. yeah. Same. It's hard. Practice makes progress, baby. Well, it's hard when more and more tragedy gets thrown in your face, but yes. Yeah. Watching all these yeah. 9-11 specials have just been uh, jerking at my heart all weekend long. Oh, no. I know. I can't believe it's been 20 so, years. Me either. Hey, where – I don't know. I find it interesting to hear people's stories of just where they were in that moment that they found yeah. out. Where were y'all? I was in seventh grade. It was called something, and I'm blanking what it's called. It was before our fir- our classes started, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting in class, and our teacher turned on the TV to watch what was going on, which is kind of crazy to me that they like. Every, I think every all teachers did that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was in high school, and I actually was in the car with mom. She was driving me to school. And I think we heard something. Oh, really? Yeah, we heard something on the radio. And she was like, what? What? And then um, I just didn't really know what was going on. But she just dropped me off. And then I was going to the gym for some reason. And so I went and nobody nobody was in the gym. I was like, where is everybody? And then I went back to the, I forget what they call it, a trainer, their office. And they yeah. had it on in the TV and there and same thing. It was on every, like we stayed in school, but it was on TV in every room that we went into. So like no school really actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just send y'all home. I know. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I'm surprised but I too. guess. I'm sure it was just. Where were you, yeah. Lauren, in college? Yeah. So I was 21 and a junior in college, I guess. And I was getting ready for class and my roommate, one of my roommates came in and was like, Lauren, get in here, hurry. And they were like, one of the twin towers just got flown into. And so we sat there and, you know, watched the second plane hit and all of that. And then classes at tech I can't remember if they got canceled or if I just didn't go, but I was at my little my little house in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I remember being feeling super thankful like that we didn't have any family like in that area. Although I was just I remember feeling really sad for but not fully understanding like the you know, mm-hmm. the everything about it. Like I, I watched a documentary on um was it Netflix about just the backstory mm-hmm. of everything with us in Afghanistan and it's actually really crazy and honestly it's really cool to see more and learn more about why we 
why it's just been so crazy with us in Iraq and Af- Afghanistan and all of that. So it was interesting. Yeah. It's something I've, I've always been obsessed with it. So I've watched like, I feel like every documentary that I've like, I can find on it, but something that I just read this year that I don't think I've ever read the whole script of it was the conversation between the dad, husband and dad on flight. I think it was 93, the one that was headed for the White House or the Capitol. And it was the entire conversation between him and was it the 911 operator? And and then she patched in the FBI agent as well. And that was really... Ugh, those just get you. And then I don't know for anybody who hasn't had the chance to go to the memorial in New York in the museum. It was just, I don't know, like they have this room where you go in and you hear all of the voices that they were able to capture and all of that in this one room. And it was just, I mean, they did such a good job with that memorial and museum. It was, I don't know. I can't, it's just breathtaking almost like you feel you feel like you're you've gone back in time because it has all the news news channels that were playing like that's playing all throughout the thing. Anyway, yeah. if you ever have the chance to go, if you haven't already, it's definitely worth going. Yeah, and gut wrenching at the yeah. same time. I think my favorite thing about reflecting on nine eleven is um, focusing on unity and just like how much. I remember feeling that way. And remember last week when I was saying, why are things so crazy? Like, I feel like it's worse than ever because when I was growing up, was 9-11 had happened, right? And it, I always felt like we were like together as America, like a team, like going after yeah. the enemy. Like that was my childhood and growing or, you know, I mean, I was in seventh grade. So from then on, I felt like we, our country was strong and like together. And these last, I would say, I don't even five, 10 years, it's just been so it's like a, it's like we forgot, you know, we forgot what unity is, or it looks like, or that at least that's how it feels. So I think that's really what I meant. And I was like, I I hope that the 20 year reunion can like, help us remember that, you know, and bring us back to that unity. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think because my biggest memories start in middle school, probably. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. Anyway, we I don't think we plan yeah. to go <laughs> on a tangent about know. that. But we just, I don't know, wanted to acknowledge 9-11 and all the families that were lost. And I don't, yeah, we're just, it's just gut-wrenching. Yeah. We went to the Texas Tech football game on Saturday, and which was on 9-11, you know, and so it was really just really special. They did a flyover and then they did a moment of silence and, you know, the national anthem and just all the patriotic things. And it was just felt really cool to be in a stadium with other people and just that feeling, that unity feeling, Kristen. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's so important. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know it was they saying proud to be an American. And I know this sounds horrible, don't judge. But I looked over at Chris and I was like, had this split second where it was like, are we proud to be Americans right now? I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, it just, you know, the world feels or our country feels so crazy. Divided. But yeah. Anyway. But I do feel like in our communities, it's like we are united. So it's like we need to just keep bringing the 
united together. <laughs> that didn't make sense, but yeah, just yeah, mm. keep spreading the love. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we were just gonna kind of chat today, but I wanted to ask y'all about because you guys both go to couples therapy, and Kristen made just kind of a interesting comment about some feedback that she's received from different people. And so we were like, huh, that might be kind of interesting to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time we've told like people that, yeah, we're in couples therapy there and their number one comment or reaction is, oh no, what's wrong? And, or, oh no, are y'all like in trouble? Like what's going on? And we're like, no, actually it's the opposite. Like, you know, we're, we're just navigating some really st- tough things in this year. Um, if you don't know, like losing my mom and a car, our mom in a car accident has been, I mean, this is literally the hardest year of my life. And we're just trying to be proactive in our marriage. And, you know, I think when you're going through hard things, there's things that you don't even see. And I just think it's amazing to being able to have a third party there to help point out things or inc- add tools to our toolkit. And it's just, it's great too, because it just creates an hour of time where you're totally focused on each other and communicating and there's no distractions. I honestly think everyone should be in therapy. therapy, And I think all couples should be in therapy because, you know, through life you go through hard things and why not um, dedicate time to really commit with each other and walk and talk through those things with someone who knows what they're doing. Preach it, sister. I've been saying that for years. Bobby and I go off and on for years, actually. And it's the best thing for us because, and we don't go completely regularly, but I I go regularly and then I bring him in at times. And it was funny because one time our therapist was like, do y'all like to come so that you like, basically you can just like get it all out here. And I was like, yes, because I don't like to talk and we have so much going on in our lives. So like the last thing me and him do is talk about, like sit down and talk about hard things Yeah, between happening between us. I mean, not like hard things in general. Right. And so when there's a third party there, like you're saying, it's just so much, I don't know. It's just really good for us. And it, it helps so much with our communication because we weirdly have a similar personality in that we want to keep things light and positive all the time, but that's not always good because then we don't get out like how we're really feeling in certain situations. Yeah. It's funny too, because sometimes our therapist will kind of pick on, not pick on him, but point things out and I'll like take up for him. I'm like, well, but I mean, he, he, he didn't mean that or, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, he didn't, yeah. he was really good though. It's fine. It was just that one time or whatever. And I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, that happened to actually me. I felt like I was being picked on (laughs) in one session. And then Bobby, when we left, was like, I felt really bad. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. And I was like, no, it's fine. I feel like I needed to be called out because sometimes I just don't see myself in situations. So it was a good, like, humbling moment. (laughs) Yeah. I just yeah. want to help in the stigma that, like, oh, pe- the of, like, people thinking you're at the brink of divorce and that's why you're in therapy because that's really – we're not it. Like, we really are just wanting to be proactive in our marriage. So I hope that if you're considering going to therapy but feel like you're going to be judged, go do it anyway because it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, because if you're on the brink of divorce, then I'm like, that's going to be the hardest time to go. But right. if you start sooner – and just get those conversations out in the open. And I think the biggest tip I've learned 
is really just like confrontation communication because yeah. neither Bobby or I like confrontation. And so confrontations were just like so not productive. Yeah. <laughs> like we never got anywhere. So we'd have the same confrontation in different ways all the time. Yeah. And so I think that's what she taught us in the beginning. And that's what we've kind of like, we've learned so much that we do it on our own now where we don't have to go to her for that unless like something gets really, really bad or deep. But for the most part, that's kind of what she taught us is just like how to recognize the other person's triggers. Because once we're both in that emotional side of our brain, we end up pushing that other person's triggers, even like subconsciously, because we want to hurt them in that moment. (laughs) And so it's like recognizing that we're both doing that and like taking a step back and being like, okay, here's what we're really trying to say on both ends, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing we've learned. We've learned other things too, but I think that would be like the biggest call out for us. Yeah. I think the biggest one for us, especially recently is I've learned there's a saying and it's listen or solutions. And it's basically like when I'm talking about to talk to Michael, I tell I tell him whether I want him to just listen or help me find a solution. Because I think most men, I mean, I don't want to <laughs> say that, but Michael, especially like he's very solution-based. He wants to help find a solution, always fixing things. He's a fixer, right? Um, And most of the time, I'm actually just wanting him to listen to me and hear me out and just like, let me vent and then I I can move on. And so that's been really helpful because I was in the past would get angry with him and not fully understand why I was getting angry or frustrated with him. But what it was, was he was always trying to like, okay, how can we fix it? What can we do here? You should do this. And I'd be like, stop it. (laughs) Just listen to me. And another thing about it is he would also get like frustrated at me for being frustrated. Right. And so, cause he's a fixer. So he's like, well, how can we fix it? And so I was like, Hey, don't get frustrated with me. You don't have to fix anything. I just want you to hear me out and I'll be fine. And that's, it's honestly really helped us in a lot of ways. (laughs) Yeah. So before you start talking, Kristen, what does that look like? Are you just like, Hey, I just need to get something off my chest. I don't need a response. I just need like your listening ear. Yeah. I'm just like, Hey, I just need you to hear me and I'll be fine afterwards. I just need to, I need someone else other than me to hear my thoughts in my head, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you can even be sad or angry with me if you want, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Is that funny? I like when people get like, like that was mom was my number one person to go to because she would like do that with me sometimes. She'd be like, yeah, would that be, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that was rude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that this is probably, but I think it has to do with personality type. I can't remember where I heard or read this, but there's a lot of personality types where when they're going through something hard or they're pissed off or whatever, they, it feels really good for them to have somebody that is like a me too type of person where it's like, they like for somebody to say, Oh, I totally know what you mean. And like, tell a story about them going through something like that. Whereas other personalities actually don't like that, that response. But I feel like you have that personality where you like to have somebody 
that's been through what you're talking about. Oh, Is oh, that yeah. right? Yeah. Cause I like to feel, I yeah. feel to relate. Like I like when people can relate with me and I can relate with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like with mom, especially when it was about work, just because y'all did the same thing that that probably was a natural fit. Cause y'all probably went through a lot of the same situations. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense that that's like a big void in your life since she died and you were trying to fill that with Michael, but he was like, huh? What? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, with this information. Like, I know. Well, everything I would bring to mom, I started bringing to him because, you know, I don't have her anymore. And so I, we started to really like not connect because it was, it was a misconnect because of that. So now with this little new tool, even though it sounds so simple, it's been really helpful for us. So, and I will say another, probably this one we learned way earlier in our our relationship. And I'm sure y'all can really relate to this because y'all came from the same family is our family. We were all about like yelling and um, screaming and figuring it out, like getting out all of our feelings or at least our parents were, I'm not saying y'all were, but um, Mm -hmm. where Michael's family did the opposite. They just didn't communicate whatsoever and kind of just, you know, swept everything under a rug. So like when we would, you know, get into not necessarily fights, but I would just be like, this is what's going on. I would just communicate and be really mean and not very nice. And he would just like hide under a pillow because he was like, did not like confrontation or communication. So we were kind of the opposite and we kind of learned to meet in the middle. I learned from him that it's okay to walk away and cool down before we have conversations Um, because I'm the one who's like, let's get this figured out right now even when I'm heated and that's not always great because you say things you don't mean. So I really learned to dial that back and he's learned to communicate more and to um, not shut down or run away when we're having issues. So, yeah, I love that. What do y'all think it is? Like, why do you think people out there don't go to therapy? Do you think it's mostly like they just, it's a hassle to figure it out or they, they just think like, oh, they can do it, figure it out on their own? I think both. Well, yeah, this is Lauren and I, I've been to therapy and Chris and I went to couples therapy, but it's not something that we do on the regular and I haven't been to therapy since mom died. And I can honestly say that... It probably, like if somebody would call and set it up and for me and just be like, found somebody who's covered under your insurance or whatever, you're going to go this time, just show up. Like I would totally show up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like just a lack of the one that is super close to me that came highly recommended. When I reached out to her months ago, she had like a three month wait list and she ended up leaving me. I left her what we played phone tag basically. And then she left me a voicemail recommending like 10 different people. And honestly, at the time it was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to sit here, take notes on all their names and numbers, call all of them. It is a lot yeah. of work. It, it's yeah. a big commitment. It takes yeah. a lot of, you know, patience and, but I do think it's worth it. I think another thing people are scared of the judgment. They're like, because I will say every time we tell people we're in therapy, they automatically assume we're like going through some like not doing well. And so I think people are afraid of that too. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess it's 
your views. For me personally, it's not that at all because I, I could care less what people think. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and if there's anybody out there that is afraid of that, just you don't have to tell yeah. anybody you're in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're worried about that. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because it's just so worth it. Some, yeah. Megan, what are some more... Like, do you have any tactical tools? Like, Kristen, I like your listen or help me fix, you know, thing for you, Megan. I know that, and Chris and I similar, like the first, how long have we been married? I don't know. Like the first half of our marriage, really, it took that long for us to learn how to communicate with conflict as well. Yeah. And I felt like for those years, because I would do anything to avoid conflict, I think Kristen, even though we grew up in the same household, I think each of the offspring kind of, you know, with their unique personality and their unique experience, you kind of take and do different things with what you were raised with. Right. But for me, I was always a peacemaker. And so I would do at whatever, at any cost, I would avoid conflict. So it took me a really long time to get comfortable with the uncomfortable of just simply having a conversation about conflict. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I think but, you just gave a tool right there without even knowing it. It's just forcing yourself into those conversations because the more comfortable you get with the conflict, the easier it would mm-hmm. become. Because some of my issues with conflict probably would sound so ridiculous to people because I am the same way. I don't know that I'm a peacemaker necessarily as much as you, but I'm definitely like a people pleaser and I would rather not have a conflict conversation. I'd rather just be like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I think just bringing up those conversations in the moment of like, Hey, this made me feel that way. And same with Bobby, like he, I mean, just as much as me doesn't, didn't like conflict. And it's funny because I don't, he doesn't mind conflict with like other people. I feel like it's more with me. And so he would do this thing where he would just be like, you know what, in his head, you know what, it's not that big a deal. Like, I'm going to move on from this. But there were certain things that really did bother him that would come up later. And same with me. And so I think just recognizing when you're doing that and just being like, just having the guts, like, I don't know why we couldn't like say to the person we love the most, like, Hey, this really bothered me when you said this, like it took us a long time to even say something like that to each other. So weird. Well, I know for me, it was a fear of the response I was going to get, which could have been made up in my head or it could have been reality. Yeah. But it's like... And I guess like back then, maybe my biggest fear would have been like, oh, well, maybe he'll want to leave me, even though I don't know if I ever thought about that. But if I had to like really ask myself, but then I think whenever, I don't know how I got past this, but one day it was like, okay, so what if he does want to leave me? Or what if, you know, what if we divorce, like worst case scenario, kind of walking myself through the fears like we talked about last week and it's like okay like yeah that would be devastating and I would be so sad but guess what I would be okay you know and life life goes on and you know so I think it was just like having that conversation with myself in my head to be like yeah wait why am I not like bringing up 
things, little things that I'm making into a big thing by ignoring talking about it. You well, know, and here's why exactly. that can become not fair. Cause I'm the opposite. If I'm upset with you, especially if I love you, you're going to know it. Like I'm going to tell you what you did to upset me and I'm going to beat you up for it. That's my problem. I'm going to like scream and yell at you cause I'm pissed. Right. I go to anger very quickly, which is something I have or am working on. I'm, I'm, I'm not the best, but you know, I'm working on it. But Michael is like you, Lauren, where he, um, but the problem, what was happening is there was things I was doing to upset him, but he was never telling me or giving me the opportunity to fix it or change it. And then he was holding it against me and resent me, resenting me. And I had no clue. Right. And so it's like you have, um, he had to learn to actually give me the opportunity by communicating what I was doing to upset him or whatever it was. And what, what's crazy is he, when he started doing that, he'd be like, wow, I thought you were going to bite my head off. <laughs> and I actually did the opposite. I, no, that's, yeah, I actually did the yeah. opposite. And I was like, wow, you know, thank you for telling me that. And I'm so sorry that I hurt your feeling. You know, it just opens the door. Like you can't be mad at someone when you haven't given them the opportunity to, you know, correct it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because. Bobby and I both are more like, not all the way like Lauren, I would say, but like more like Lauren. So having two people <laughs> do that, yeah, it was kind of a mess until we uh, we figured that out. So yeah, now we just say how we're feeling when we're feeling it. And it's a lot better, y'all. Yeah. Hopefully the rest of the world is not like that. But in case you are, therapy helps. <laughs> I don't know. I think that yeah, definitely therapy. But I, I feel like I feel like any marriage or not even marriage, just relationship issues, it all falls back to communication. And as I'm sitting here just talking out loud, I'm like, why don't they teach about that? You know, college should be we should learn much more about reality in education systems. Right? For sure. <laughs> should learn about taxes and how to communicate in relationships. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> not I'm not like, just marriages, like friendships, you know, co-working relationships, all of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like communication, finances, and oh, that's another thing, just because I know that finances can be uh, one, a big conflict topic sometimes amongst relationships. And Chris and I years ago, read this book that was really interesting about, I mean, it's pretty much like therapy, but it takes you back to just your relationship with money based on your childhood and all of this stuff. Anyway, I think it's called like the heart of money or something like that. I should probably have, well, we can um, tag it, but anyway, just learning about why you are like learning about you, I think is such a huge part. And just who you are and why the way that you are. And then, so that way you can kind of establish where you are and then create a path to where you want to be, you know? Yeah. That's why I think therapy is so important because in a weird way, we all have these perceptions of who we are, but I think sometimes we even have blinders on Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And for me, Therapy is really cool because I feel like my therapist, you know, we interviewed her, Dr. Lucy. She's really good at like kind of calling me out too. Like she doesn't just let me sit there and talk the whole time. She asks me questions that get me thinking about why I'm doing what I'm doing. 
And then also she will call me out in certain situations. And for me, I think it's really important because I, I don't know. I don't think I always am aware of like what I'm, what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> well, I just know like, that you don't know. And that's yeah. all of us, right? Every single person, you have blind spots. You have, you, you just don't know what you don't know. So that's what therapy can do is like, hey, point things out to you. And that's a good therapist when they can call you out. That's the th- type of therapist I love. So, and everybody likes a different, t- there's all kinds of types of therapists and it. That's why it's good to yeah. go try out a few if you don't have the right fit, keep on looking. So for sure, I was going to say, obviously we've all heard of the five love languages. If you haven't read that book, definitely read it. And then on top of that, I feel like most people haven't heard of the five love languages of apology. That has also been huge for my marriage and learning the different languages for how you feel um, apologized to. And it's literally a life changer. So if you haven't read it, definitely read it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I think y'all did an episode about that last Yes. On the last season. Yeah, we did. Go search it up. The Five Languages of Apology. It's by the same author, Gary Chapman, as the Love Languages one, mm-hmm. but it's a lot longer of a book. But it was very, very eye-opening and talked about concepts that I get. I was just surprised I never heard of before. I've My husband and I have both read just like a ton of self pretty much the only books I've ever read are just like personal growth and self-help and all of the things. And I just had never heard it put in that way, but it makes so much sense and can avoid, I feel like a lot of conflict. Yeah. It really can. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess if you, um, aren't in therapy, then yeah. <laughs> check it out. Or if you know somebody in therapy, like Kristen said, don't assume that things are wrong, that it things could be going great. Right. Yeah. It's like maintenance on your relationship. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, Kristen, because I do think even though the stigma for therapy is becoming less and less, I do think there still is that stigma there for couples therapy more than individual therapy for some reason. So I'm glad you brought it up and hopefully we, we brought up some good points. At least one person will consider or go make an appointment. If you're looking for a sign to go to therapy, here's the sign. (laughs) Here's the sign. Exactly. Yeah. If anybody wants to call and schedule me an appointment, please do so. (laughs) I actually am going to try to figure that out. I'm going to do it for you. (laughs) So funny. So I, I can, I can do it. I probably just call the same lady and be like, that's fine. I'll wait. What's another three months? You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, just get on a waiting list. Well, luckily, I do feel really blessed. And I have, of course, you guys, but I have amazing lifelong friendships in my life where, I don't know, they're just really incredible people. And some of them are actually life coaches for their trade of work, pretty much, or therapists. So we all exchange life events and help. And I don't know, it's like free therapy basically. So yeah, Yeah. you got to have your community too around you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of that. So I can, we can wrap it up, but I would like to leave our listeners and ourselves with a little reminder that I picked up at church yesterday. And that was just asking 
ourselves this question throughout the week of, is God the loudest voice in our lives right now or this week, you know? So every day as we go on, just asking ourselves that, like, is God the loudest voice? And then also there was a verse, I think in first Samuel that says, God speak, your servants are listening. And I don't know that just, I loved that reminder that sometimes even when we're praying and talking to God, we don't need to do the talking. We need to do the listening just like in any of our relationships. So it kind of goes along with what we're talking about that it's more important to listen than to talk most of the time, I think I would argue. So just a little reminder to, um, to, uh, to let God know that we're listening and to ask him to speak to us and that we are the listening ear, a listening ear and willing to do whatever it is that he has planned for us. I love that. And I was going to read, I got my, my sweet Stacy's mom, Jill Farmer sends me these grief books and I got the last one and there's a poem at the beginning of it that just is like, makes me emotional, but I feel like it's so good. Do you care if I read it? It's kind of random, but, um, okay. Yeah. It's winter inside and I don't know if spring will ever come. But every once in a while, I think I see a sprig of green pushing up through the frozen ground. Maybe, just maybe, spring will come. Be with me, God, while I watch for spring. Be with me, God, when the icy winds blow. Be with me, God, when I slip and fall. Help me to endure the winter. Help me to wait for spring. Help me to give hope a chance. Help me to live again. I just love it so much. (laughs) Because I just think... A lot of people are grieving and it's just hard to feel like, am I ever going to feel like living again? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good. But I love that. It's really good. And just remember that you're not alone, not just you, Megan, but any of our listeners that are suffering or going through grief or just, yeah, it's hard to... (laughs) It's hard to live right now, you know, (laughs) but there's always, I think for me, it's just going back to gratitude and it's always a mind shift and, you know, we all, no matter how hard circumstances are, there's always, even if we have to dig deep, there's, there's beauty, you know, for sure. There is for sure. And I know that I kind of will, I'll close this in prayer, but yeah, I wanted to specifically lift up and we won't name any names because it's not our story to tell or anything, but um, your friend is on my heart and I know she's on your heart yeah. and Megan has a friend who is far along in her pregnancy and has lost the baby and is is having to go through that delivery mm-hmm. probably as we speak. And so I just lift her and her husband and their kiddos and all of them up in prayer. And I just pray God's unexplainable and unmatchable peace and, and comfort that they feel God's arms just completely wrapped around them. And yeah. So I'll close it. Yeah. Amen. All right. I'll close this in a quick prayer. (laughs) That was just 
specifically for her. Pre-prayer. Yeah. Pre-party yes. prayer. <laughs> yeah. Dear God, we come to you with so much gratitude. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for just the gift of your peace. And I pray that we continue to seek you out and to receive it and to not just say that, but to like really, really receive it and to hand things over to you and not just to say that we're handing things over to you, but that we do it and we don't think about it again. And Lord, today I'm going to keep my word short and just like you taught me in church yesterday that I want to come to you and ask you to speak and we are here to listen. We are your listening ears, us and all of our listeners that are with us today. Speak to us, please, Jesus, and let us hear your calling for us. And before we even know what that is, we say yes. We have faith and we trust you and we love you. And amongst all this darkness in our world and in our personal lives, the light always shines brighter. And help us to continue to go, not just sprinkle your love, but to just shower people with your love. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. I don't know if I kept it short. Sorry, God. (laughs) No, you have the, you just go, girl. Don't even worry about long or short. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in another week with us. And we hope everyone has a really nice week and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and make it a great week. God bless.